Welcome to the Ice Lab Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Marinero and Trent Michaud. We are going to take you deep into our labs, as well as many different high-performance professionals we've connected with on our journey as we strive for excellence. Welcome back to the Ice Lab podcast. It's uh, January 4th. Mike, how's it going, big guy? It's going good. Just packing up the suitcase, getting ready to hit the road uh, to Ottawa tomorrow morning. How about you? Same, dude. I got about half my stuff packed. Just need to do a little bit of laundry. And then uh, after practice tomorrow, come back and grab stuff and head on out to Ottawa for our national championships. It's crazy to think. It's actually been two years since we had a nationals, eh? It's been uh, quite the wait, but uh, I'm uh, super pumped up, especially after uh, practice uh, this morning. Me and you both uh, uh, killed it. So uh, pre uh, pre uh, travel day uh, skate uh, nailed, and now it's time to go. Let's do it. Yeah, man, let's do it. Good luck this week. Let's crush it and uh, have a good time. Yeah. Awesome. So, and speaking of nationals, a lot of national championships have already happened. And who do we have on our uh, podcast today with us, Mike? Today we have uh, two close friends, a, a dance team who teamed up in 2016, uh, four-time Challenger Series medalist, Grand Prix medalist, uh, three-time and current Spanish ice dance champions, Olivia Smart. And Adrian Diaz, welcome to the show, my friends. Hola. Hello. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? It's gone well. It's gone well. Pretty good. That was a really good introduction. I was really, <laughs> was really into that. You guys Sounded should good. honestly just talk the whole time. <laughs> this is about you. Yeah, our our uh, pod, our episodes get more listeners when it's not just Mike and I. We get a lot more viewership <laughs> when it's more other people involved. So we just yeah. end up talking about disc golf and forget about the whole figure skating thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I'm pretty sure we have mentioned disc golf in every single episode we've ever had. One hundred percent, we have. Uh, yes, <laughs> we have. We can ask you some questions about disc golf as well. That's great. There's yeah. a lot of disc I golf news going around. It's all good. Oh. Also, as you were introducing the show and everything, I could not get out of my head the Canadian comedy show, you know, of the Canadian men, the TikTok that you did, Trent. Oh, Letter Kenny. Oh, my God, because I've been watching it now. That's yes. what I pictured when you guys were speaking. That's <laughs> yes. good. That's I love that you watch that. That's awesome. Uh, Who's your being, favorite? Uh, uh, I can't say yet. I'll have to watch more, but I'm I'm invested. Mike? Uh, I'm not sure. I've only seen the first two seasons. How many is there now? Eight, nine. Eight? Yeah. yeah. So oh, I got like that. oh, yeah. They've got maybe, a live show too. Like the live traveling show. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll be locked up in the hotel rooms this week at nationals. You'll have to toss me over your crave password and I'll catch up. Gotcha. I find Sounds Canadians good. so much more funnier after watching that show. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> You, you you probably wouldn't get it, AIDS. No, uh, I've never watched it until I started dating a Canadian, so that's why I do. 
I don't know. It, it describes yeah. practically all of Canada to a T. Mm-hmm. Like every stereotype, everything to a T. I, I that, find that's anything. the thing. That's the thing. I'm learning things about Canada by watching small, it. It's perfect. S- small town Ontario wrapped up. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Actually, interesting that's how you fact guys sounded to me. about that show. The main guy, Jared Kiso, he's the one who created it and everything. He also uh, is the actor for Don as Don Cherry in the Wrath of Grapes, which yeah. is like the Don Don Cherry like by biography series, okay. like about his life. So he plays him, and he also actually used to be a junior B hockey. Uh, captain like he's actually good at hockey that's him skating on the ice in strathroy where mike and i both used to live and skate oh wow yeah so he's like like that's why it's like he literally is the definition of most of what he's talking about (laughs) (laughs) i love it i'm pretty sure he was a farm boy too yeah yeah Yeah. of course it's all personal experience uh, related (laughs) to his life i love it i'm gonna go and watch some more episode after this beautiful all right, so that's enough talk about Canada and us. So you guys are obviously here in Canada more training. Um, more Spain, yeah. But how did you guys end up skating together? How did you guys team up? Let's talk about that story. Mm. Oh, I'm so far. Uh, how, <laughs> how, how, how did we start? Well, after Sarah, my ex-partner, and I split, I was here in Montreal. I stayed here. I... And I think it was a few days after we posted on social media that we stopped skating together. I received a message on Facebook, I think, from, from Olivia. Um, asking, of course, with no no rush and being very, like, very, um, what's the word? Um, I mean, very nice about it, of course, like feeling bad for the situation, but asking if I was intending to to keep skating and uh, competing and stuff. And I and I was already, I had a few days looking for other girls. So for, for, for sure, I knew that I wanted to keep skating, but I told her that I would take maybe a week to think about it and stuff. And then from there, I think I messaged her back and I said that if she was able to come here to Montreal for the tryout, um, and yes, I think she she came for two weeks. Was it two weeks or one? Uh, one week. One week at first, yeah. And she stayed here with uh, with Madison, uh, Luis back then, and I. The three of us we were living together, and the trial went pretty pretty good. It was um, pretty easy, pretty easy, and uh, pretty clear that from the coaches' aspect and from the teammates around asking how we looked and how we felt that everything matched like the technique the basic skating skills match and we felt both comfortable so it was not a tough decision (laughs) yeah so we got olivia to thank for all of your guys beautiful performances good good job (laughs) reaching out olivia (laughs) well actually i have to give big credits to uh a close friend of mine and your guys jl was the one that gave me the push um Well, Adrian posted it on Facebook and I saw it like, what, 20 minutes? Oh, no, I got a text from JL like, yo, that Spanish team, Adrian and Sarah have split. You should message him like now, like get on that because I was looking for a partner at the time and I was in Michigan training, um, looking for a partner. And JL messaged me and told me like, 
message him now and like get on that and I was like he just announced it I'm gonna wait a couple of days and he's like no 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 no, no. now like now so that's why Adrian said like a few days after he literally I think it was a day after he posted it I messaged him pretty soon but Mm -hmm. I was pushed into it by a close friend jail so um (laughs) it was him that like told me to do it and get on it um I knew of Adrian before we'd competed a few competitions before that when I was with my old partner as well so I knew of him I knew that he was successful with Sarah and whatnot so yeah I went to Montreal I was there for a week and then I think I went back to Michigan for like two weeks and then packed up my stuff in a U-Haul and drove to Montreal and never never looked back <laughs> that's awesome that's wild go JL shout out to JL uh, let's yeah. go yes baby Cool. So since then, you guys have been kind of, uh, I would say, especially in this year, been really known for some of your content creation that you've had your programs, like especially like the both of your your free free dance and rhythm dance this year are absolutely insane and probably some of the crowd favorites programs of the season. Um, you know, where did those inspirations come from? Like, do you guys like have an idea of what you guys want to do at the beginning of the season. Obviously with the rhythm dance, it's like you guys actually have a rhythm, which is, I said it before. I wish we did in pair skating as well. Like mm-hmm. I wish there was a like some sort of rhythm or theme. Cause that, that to me is really cool that you guys all have this similar theme. So it's a little bit more um, apples to apples, but you make your own takes on it. Um, so where did those, both those pro- programs kind of come stem from? Go ahead. Let me go ahead. <laughs> uh, but like you, like you said, for the rhythm dance, it makes it so much easier to have like a base to start from. So most of the time we do have an input on our rhythm dance and we do kind of choose the music for that. And we have in the past two seasons, at least we chose Greece and we chose Proud Mary. But for free dance, we, we both of us never have a clue what we're going to skate to. Because we don't have a specific style as a team. We've always done something completely different every year. Um, So when it comes to free dance, we spend hours looking for music, like random things. And we never really find anything ourselves. Um, And so what we've tried to do in the past is like look for a storyline first of like, characters what we want to play a story we want to be able to tell on the ice and ice dance because that's what two people can do well and that's what we've realized that we're good at is playing characters and storytelling and like that's what engages the crowd of us like Greeks we had Sandy and Danny it was obvious everyone knew who it was what it was our clown program he was a sad clown I was the girl he was falling in love with it's obvious there and then uh the Zorro, Mask of Zorro, everyone kind of knows the movie. And we literally just took the story, the costumes, the music, and put it on ice. Um, so, yeah. And honestly, the Mask of Zorro this year came so randomly. Do you remember Mark Nadeau from P2, Mike? Uh, yes, yes, I do. So we were working out one day, and Mark was re- Randomly, like, hey, you guys should skate to the Mask of Zorro. Adrian, you'd be a great, you'd be a great Antonio Banderas. He's like, you got the whole look. And I'm like, is that a little racist or something? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Zorro is Mexican. I wanted to. Okay. Yeah. I wanted... <laughs> 
so he said that to us one day during workout and he's so funny so we took it as like a good joke he's like yeah i watched the movie last night and the music's great and we we're like oh yeah like well it's done it's been done in skating before the music's quite common and whatnot but we both went home that night and it stuck in my head and was like hmm we literally literally listened to so much music for weeks that we hadn't found anything so i was like why not let's just give it a listen and we listened to the, the whole soundtrack and both of us kind of had like a hmm it is great music like i i forgot how good this music is and people use it in freestyle a lot or have done but we realized that it's not being done in ice dance recently and nobody that we know has skated it kind of the way we thought we could and the storytelling and stuff so our music choices from the Mask of Zara literally came from a small racial joke. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. That's hilarious. Yeah. One of the best uh, free dances of the season, starting from a uh, mostly hockey fitness coach at the gym. I love it. That, yes. is, that is amazing. Yeah. To this day, to this day, he still asks us. So where's my cup? <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah. like he just, he needs to take the credit for that because honestly would have never have thought of it yeah, yeah i think he uh, that... deserves a case of beer to uh after the season for sure yes yeah yes yes yeah <laughs> that's awesome so like um one of my favorite parts is your sword fighting part did you like i feel like i would just have <laughs> way too much fun with that and it would never look good like proper because i would just be off the walls mike would just be jumping up and down if it was him <laughs> Yeah, it started that way. It started that way. <laughs> so what was yeah, the creative we, process for that? Like, you just, like, started flinging uh, around? Roman. I mean, Roman is great at choreography and uh, finding those little details on a program that, you know, at the beginning you can think, oh, is it cheesy? Are you sure that we should put, a like, a fight in here or a sound? But, you know, you trust and then they work very well. Um, so in the choreo steps, I think he was pretty, he had a, um, a picture, a image for the, those choreo steps on that specific um, place on the music at the end of the program. And at the beginning, Olivia and I, we, you know, like you wonder because the, there were so many options on the music that uh, we wondered if that was the best cut or the best place, but we went with it. And uh, the more we're, we were doing it and while we were choreographing, it was, it, it was a fun fun project and a, uh, a fun process so um, it got a little bit better I think you can you notice at the beginning the first program the first time we competed the sore part was not as good and then I think it was Sam Shina um, that he improved a little bit by giving us a little bit of a fence fencing lesson oh cool apparently he took yeah he took some fencing when he was younger and um, yeah and also Eva Eva put her little touch the ballet teacher everyone everyone has been just throwing their touch and and all those details and i feel like sam is just like talented at everything and probably has like done everything yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah. guy's insane yeah <laughs> that guy that guy has uh owns a couple of escape rooms as well and he's really? designed them himself yeah, yeah oh. have you guys yeah. tried any of them like, has anybody from the school tried them? We tried once. We yeah, did one not. as well. Yeah. 
Were they yeah. like were they hard escape rooms? Like not not like they were good, like quality ones. Yeah, they were oh, good yeah. and hard. Yeah, yeah. It's just that we were bad. <laughs> <laughs> After the season, when we're not worried about uh, catching COVID, uh, we got to go check out uh, the escape room together. That sounds yeah, like a good time. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, like you said, he's talented in many ways. Like he's at the <laughs> rink all week. And then he's like, hey, you guys should come to my escape room this weekend. We're like, when did you have to have to do this? <laughs> so, yeah, he's talented. He's worked a lot on both of our programs, mainly the rhythm dance. But then he got a hold of our choreo steps in the free and he went nuts with it. And we added a lot of details with him, which has just helped us like upgrade the program. Um, but the fencing, the fencing parts, I think they kind of came from Roman with choreography, but I also also think we were kind of just like joking around about it, and then Always. it ended up, yeah, and then it ended up put we ended up putting it in like half of the time. Adrian will go and do something joking around that's like super cool, but it's like a one time thing that like, you can't yeah. do it again. Yeah, and Roman's like, yes, yes, I love that. Do that. So sometimes I turn around and I look at Adrian. And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm not that talented. <laughs> so, no, but even me, sometimes I regret doing those things. I'm like, oh, Adrian, why did you do that? Like, but yeah. And uh, Hugo was the one we added sounds for the cardio steps, but then Hugo, I guess, watched one of our programs at a competition and said, gave us his feedback and said he had some ideas for sound effects if we were open to it. Uh, which was really cool that he stepped forward and like gave his opinion and gave us some ideas and those ideas we took and added even more sword sound effects to our one foot section which people love and yeah in the beginning we were like oh it's so cheesy but people love cheesy apparently yeah I love it it's sick it's super dope I wish I could have a sword fight in the middle of my program (laughs) you know what it is fun like most of the time like I'm smiling and feel good doing it but like today we did a run two, three. And at the end of the run two, three sword fighting, when my arm is like a limp noodle and I'm like, oh. it, it is not fun. And it just looks, it looks interesting. Let's just say that. Flinging a wet noodle around. Literally. Can you explain yeah. to our listeners uh, what you're talking about uh, for your run there today? Ah. Uh, uh, a run two three is a full run through of the free dance from beginning to end, and then you repeat, replay the music from the beginning, and you do two thirds of the program. So you split your program into three sections: so one, two, and three. Uh, so you're literally doing three quarters of your program right after the run. So okay. today we had a big day of both programs run two threes. So yeah. that was. No time. And for our listeners, listeners, that's all they're competing at the European Championships next week. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, in 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 Tallinn. It's it's the last push before uh, the last really important competition for us, which is next week in in Estonia. So, yeah, it was tough today, but it's necessary. I think it's going to be good. Next week, we're going to appreciate that this one we're pushing. So, before we get on to the European Championships, I want to touch on Proud Mary. I think that is my uh, favorite program of the entire season across any any discipline. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Adrian, you are you're pretty good in it, but Olivia is an absolute superstar. 
and it is it is absolutely phenomenal. So, were you guys planning on uh, bringing that back? Do you have some ideas, or how did that come about? Because it was an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal choice. Thank you. Yes, how was that? Well, um, you you know me, my guys. Don, can you see me dancing hip hop? street dance all groovy like that can you know right so <laughs> I was, uh, you know i told olivia from the beginning i said mm, i'm i'm not sure i can feel that those categories like i saw her dancing she she danced great of eyes i've seen videos of her doing sharp movements and whatever but i'm like sorry this is a team and mm, it won't work for me so uh, again listening for a lot of uh, like we listen to a lot of styles and uh, the other option that I had in mind or that I was thinking was, was maybe disco, but I knew that a lot of people was going to choose disco. And, um, and while we were looking for music, I remember that uh, practicing the compulsory dance, the blues, we needed a song that had the good timing. And we kept playing the Crown Mary, which we skated four years ago, five, four, five years ago, when it was the blues. We skated to that one. And I think it was Marie France and Jose, they both mentioned why don't we why don't, why don't you skate to the same music like tina turner 2.0 and we were like mm. the beginning like we both love that song and we still we're not tired of listening to it but you always wonder what people are gonna think like oh they're recycling another program or they went back to an old music because uh they don't want to play you know hard or try to explore other things but it's tough when you're listening to music and you don't see yourself skating to something else and you really like that song. So we both took the decision, like we said, if we feel it on the ice, you can see the, the, the blues feeling between us, the, the sexy part, like, and it goes easy on us. Like it shows that we're having fun. Why not? And especially in such an important uh, season like that one. Mm. I think that part of it makes it cool is like the blues is such a hard like thing to portray on the ice like this is coming from a pair skater i'm not the greatest at dancing to begin with but like for me like when you watch a really good like blues it's like so cool i don't know like you know what I mean? like when you feel it yeah. and you can see it as like somebody who's just watching it the blues is one of the coolest things to watch mm -hmm. personally i think anyways like it's and like if you can skate to it it's amazing but like i i don't think i can maybe one day <laughs> after a lot of trying but it's super phenomenal to see it it's such a groovy, a you have groovy to have but such like a, calming like, dance. Yeah, I don't know. You have to have such a swagger for it. That's yeah, a, I, I don't, like I, I, you know. What I, I, mean? I get it. Yeah, I get <laughs> There's it. No other way to describe it, but we can tell that you both enjoy it, and it comes across to the audience extremely, extremely well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it's a cool, cool program to be able to skate again five years later with like completely different and improved skating as well like i think a lot of people when we announced the music a lot of people were worried that we're like kind of judging that we're going back to the same program and a lot of people thought it was going to be the same program same choreography because it's the same dance um as five years ago um but then when people saw it live for the first time and saw the new and improved choreography how our skating skills have be have improved and everything uh, it impressed people so that was we got a good 
uh, we got good feedback on it from the beginning. And the piece of music is just so engaging and fun that like you can't not like tap along and get into it. Um, so yeah, it, it's really cool to redo it again. And like we said, we said, why not? And so far, so good. Yeah. Looks great. It's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so for our listeners, they might not know this. We know that this is a big, next week's a big week for you guys. Um, in terms of obviously Europeans is a big competition, but it's also another big event for you guys for another reason uh, is for the Olympics, right? And like, how so do you want to kind of explain to our listeners what this season, your what your Olympic qualification looks like for the season as there's two teams going on with it? Yes. Yes. Um, so... So the Olympic qualifying competitions this season for us were and are Finlandia Trophy, which we did in September, October time. Uh, Our Spanish National Championships, which we competed at a couple weeks ago now and next week at Europeans in Estonia. And they're going to total up all three competition scores. Whoever has the highest total goes to the Olympic Games and Worlds. So it's double whammy, like we, we're going all in this season because four years ago, whoever went to the games, the other team went to Worlds. So we were the team that didn't go to the games four years ago, and we didn't go to Europeans also because there was only one spot. Uh, so we trained from end of Nationals in December until Worlds in March, and that was long. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and it was difficult because we watched our teammates our friends go to the games so it was it was challenging but we still had a great time at worlds and skated great and we're well trained but this season we said we're giving it all was like all or nothing and both teams us and Sarah and Kirill agreed to that which was good so there was no challenge there so yeah it's uh last push next week well hopefully not but Last push uh, in terms of qualifying for the games. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a good season so far. And the three competitions themselves are, of course, the biggest ones of this whole season. And they are stressful, but we're, we're enjoying the process. And we know we have a lot of support from people like all over the world, training mates, t- friends and skating friends that don't even train with us like People are rooting for us and it just feels good going into next week with that support. And this season, I know the battle of the two Spanish teams is always highlighted, but this season, especially like, I feel like people are invested. (laughs) So it's a cool little, like, I guess like not drama, but like story for people to follow this year. Yeah, so you guys started out at uh, Finlandia with almost a virtual tie, about, I think, less than a half a point, around half a point. But after uh, two stellar performances at the uh, national championships, you guys are headed into Europeans with an 8.37 lead. So obviously, all of your uh, hard work and dedication throughout the past season is showing, and uh, it's showing in those numbers clearly. Yes. Um, you know, I was listening. I we listen to a lot of Mike and I both listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't know about you guys if you guys listen to podcasts much, but I've been on a Dak Shepard armchair expert kick recently, 
Um, super cool. Uh, Dak Shepard is probably like, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's an actor. He's like, uh, he was the main guy in employee of the month, employee of the month, along with Dane Cook. Like he's a comedian. He's actually a, an actor comedian. Um, so he's a really funny guy and he always plays the roles of like either the bad guy or like the idiotic bad guy or just like the idiot. Like he like is normally, so it's the last person you'd expect to be like, this knowledgeable like it's like uh they are specifically signed to spotify it's a really really popular podcast they do celebrities they have some of the cools they've had a barack obama ed sheeran it's a really great podcast so if you like podcasts listen to it it's super well done um but he was talking about on there and it was something that was interesting was that you know like part of the reason why he does the podcast is for to yeah listen to everybody's like you know triumphs and everything but um also to like what what their failures were and how they dealt dealt with it, which is, I was thinking about it. The, I was listening to the podcast yesterday when he said that I was like, that's what this is all about. This is what our ice lab podcast is about is like, how do we deal with failure to over to, to get to those triumphant moments? Those are more important almost to, you know, as athletes learning those moments are more important than the actual like triumph for most of us. So would you say, you know, from that, the last games, what did you guys change or what was your mindset? So that way it was, this one is all in and we're going for the games because you obviously weren't picked for the last games, you know, or, or like, how does that all change for you guys? Or what has this past four years in this season, your mindset been to from that? Not to say it was a failure, wasn't a failure yeah. of a season, but the, the, to get you back to this goal. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, and actually when, now that you mentioned that, if I think about it, I have to say that it's, it took us some some time actually from from the last games when we didn't make it to to understand and find both for both of us a little bit like the the right path working like it wasn't the, the biggest difference has been since COVID like this year of not competing competing at all just training 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 and just everything being cancelled the I think it it gave us to both of us like that hunger and that energy and that thought process of, okay, well, if this year we're going to have a, the, another opportunity. So let's, let's take advantage of that and, and do things different because I think we kept a little bit the same pattern the two, two years after the games and training was a little bit the same and the energy on the ice, but the past this season and the end of uh, well, the, yeah, the past two years, let's say, I think that that's where we both changed a lot on the ice, like the energy, the intention, and the way of working, uh, um, and bringing uh, new things and intentions in competition instead of going back to the old habits of getting nervous or dealing with how to deal with the pressure and everything. So, um yeah, I would say that uh, the fact that we couldn't compete, that's, that's what made us change a lot, at least my way of thinking, taking this season and also thinking that it's the end of a cycle. And we haven't spoke about it, but uh, it's not, we haven't published it any, anywhere. We haven't posted about it, but, you know, I spoke to Olivia during the season and I said that I wanted to take, like, if it was the last season, I'm scared. Like, if today was the last day, I'm scared. Like, if next competition was the last competition, uh, last run through, last everything. And I think that 
that's also what is helping me to i don't know to go with a different energy and that is it's working and uh, we both feel that training every day is is fun even though run throughs are hard nobody likes to do run throughs <laughs> nobody likes to give everything and feel the pain on your muscles and everything especially now in winter it's cold like nobody like that but at least it's fun because we're both in a positive uh, energy and you know sometimes she pulls me when i'm dying <laughs> when i'm super tired and some days i'm the one that helping her so i don't know the, the whole relationship it's it evolved it has evolved to a point where it's it's very nice like it, it makes it easy That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. You you speak of your positive energy uh, towards each other and towards training. After watching um, On Edge, the new um, Olympic documentary, uh, I really get that sense throughout the entire school. It's uh, uh, bred right into you guys from the coaches. I don't know if obviously the athletes are playing a big role in that, but uh, a big start of that must come from the coach is uh, what we see on uh, the On Edge uh, documentary. Is that an accurate depiction of what is actually happening on a day-to-day basis in the school? Yes, and and I think that it takes some time for all the... Like, each team is different, obviously. So, and all of not everyone understands or gets it right away. But I think that's one of the messages that the coaches have been trying to especially for the older uh, students like Nick, Nick Sorensen or I, that we were from the beginning of the, of when the school started evolving and creating and being bigger, like that's something they've been trying. And I did not get it until recently that the, the way of um, taking the critiques, taking, being taught, uh, talking to your partner, uh, enjoying every time everything that you're doing and taking it in a different way uh, I, I think yeah that's one of the main goals from for the coaches and yeah working hard doesn't mean that you have to be miserable and disgusting and, and just upset or angry it's not easy but there is nice ways to do it mm-hmm. yeah and the the having the uh, Olympic documentary with us this this year with the on edge it's just it's been and in the beginning it was really different having cameras around and stuff all the time but after a while after a bit we really got used to it so like everything you see footage wise on that documentary is just raw footage it's so real and the interviews with them we're really comfortable with them to talk and like share our stories and be honest with them. So it's a really, it's a really cool show to watch and it's like real facts of what our school is and what our coaches have like grown to do and teach us all. Um, and of course there's so many other students at the school that you don't see in it, but it's, it's huge. There's so many of us and everybody's so supportive and friendly and positive. And yeah, some days someone will be having a negative day, but there's never not a time when a friend will go up and like try and make you laugh or like give you a hug or anything. There's so much support around you there. Um, but in a way you, you can't really be sad or angry. <laughs> um, but like for both Adrian and I, uh, our old partnerships um, 
mainly ended due to differences in personalities and communication in work. So on the ice, arguing, getting angry. Um, not that it's a terribly bad thing, but it's just not easy to work with and it's not um, very efficient. So when you put two people with fire together, it's going to be hard. So Sarah and Adrian and me and my old partner, Joe, was the exact same situation. So when we partnered up, we could kind of like relate to each other in that situation. But one thing <laughs> we left out is when we were having our tryout, the tryout was great. But at the end of it, Patch pulled me aside and, and said to me, OK, tryout was great. Uh, I like what I see. But I do want to warn you that I've heard you are fire. And I know Adrian is fire. So if there's any arguing or any tension on my ice, I will not tolerate it. And this is my first time meeting Patch <laughs> and being in, Mo in Montreal. And I'm stood there like quivering, like, okay, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, what he said is so accurate, but I was also terrified. But yeah, he's, he's right. Like he was completely true with what he said he didn't lie like we've been kicked off the ice a couple of times like he's yeah. very efficient so but with all those moments and ha having those like learnings of him it has got us to a place this season yes after COVID but this season to just like evolve into a team that we're a team we have fun together we're friends we support each other it's it's there's no negative battle there anymore like we're, we're really taking every day at a time and having fun with it and like adrian said with everything getting canceled so last minute like europeans could get canceled tomorrow but i enjoyed training today and i loved it so like why not <laughs> but it's not gonna get canceled but not gonna get yes. canceled but <laughs> like like we said like how going through that last year we were training for skate canada because yep. there was a few a few grand prix that were happening and we heard that skate canada was going to happen and we were going because it was local for us at the time because traveling wasn't a thing and we were at a rink not even close to us like 45 minutes away 7 a.m found out that skate canada got canceled we were like what uh okay i didn't expect that so like Things like that kind of really point to perspective. Like, uh, yeah, so that was my <laughs> end of topic. I can talk for days, so just stop me anytime. <laughs> just stop the recording. <laughs> stop the recording. I think, you know, when you think about it, like, uh, I, there's two things from both, one from both of your stories that kind of interests me. Like, COVID definitely taught us a lot to be able to try to stay more present with what's going on and what you can control. Uh, obviously, because we went through that that exact same thing, Skate Canada being canceled the week before. We had Nationals canceled the week before. We were Mike and I were traveling together to Worlds at the airport, going, "We're gonna get there, and it's gonna be canceled." Like we're like at that point, we were just like so used to everything being like, you know, mm -hmm. and cases rising. Obviously, look, you can see it now in Quebec and Ontario, everything shutting down again. Um, so I think that definitely made a big difference in everybody's lives. Obviously, some people are still struggling with that, which it, there's as much as you can trying to control what you control and having fun or enjoying or 
controlling whatever you can in your day-to-day life outs even outside you don't have to be an athlete just whatever you're doing with it um is a big takeaway that a lot of people some people have done really well during covid and some people haven't which i feel like you know we can all learn from that we can all try to be better at just controlling what we can control and doing it um and that we're all really lucky because you know like you guys said we're lucky that we've had great coaches obviously you guys have great coaches at your school who instilled all this but having teammates and friends who help pick you up because what we do sucks sometimes it's a lot of fun but sometimes it sucks like it actually is the hardest thing mentally and i'm not just saying figure skating in general but anything that you do at an elite level uh, sports business everything there's a point where you where everything kind of sucks you're like i'm not like i'm trying to put it's it's so hard you're fatigued mentally some days just are not great but when you have training mates and coaches who instill that you know positive reinforcement it makes it a lot easier than when you can lean on your friends or like you don't even have to lean on them they come over and just push you back up that's a big big thing that's obviously you know i am is doing very well and i i know for a fact like um my coach allison has done for a long time as as well as uh bruno and everybody so it's really nice to you know hear those stories that are mm-hmm. that you, people are in those positive environments yeah mm-hmm. also i've heard so many great things about your coach allison i have to meet her one day she's pretty yeah. cool i've heard really good things yeah she's a rock star yeah yeah i've heard might be slightly yeah. biased but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i agree and i haven't even met her yet <laughs> true yeah but like with our friends as well before covid yeah, we had friends and training mates, but uh, I don't know. We're we're all kind of like hermit crabs in a way. Like we don't go out that much when we're in like full training. Um, but during COVID, we all kind of had this time where we're like, oh, what do we do? Because we weren't training every day. And when it came down to limit, like limitations being lifted and you could see more people, have more people in one household. Uh, like we all kind of got together at some point and we all started hanging out more during COVID and we became a really close group off the ice as well and realized like shit like these are gonna be like my friends like forever not just my training mates like you have some like solid solid friends like I always say as an example like friends that you're gonna have at your wedding one day like as especially as a skater we didn't go to school so like a lot of us didn't go to school, so we never had those like close friends in that way. So um, it is really nice to like have your group here. And yeah, COVID really brought us all together. And like there was days where it was like <laughs> when when we got back to training again and things got busy and we like didn't hang out as much other than seeing each other at the ring. There was times where Nick would message in the group something really emotional, but be like hey guys, like, uh, I'm just wanting to make sure that we're all still in contact and we're not going to lose contact just because regular lives come back. Like, just checking we, like, haven't forgot about each other. Like, this guy is so scared of losing us as friends just because our lives have got busy. And we're like, no, Nick, you haven't lost us, man. Like, we're just... We're just low-key. I just want to make sure that we're all still friends because I really liked it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it was like that. So, and he's to this day we'll still say like hey guys just want to make sure that we're all still going to be friends like you know when people start retiring and like moving back home or wherever they go it's like 
we'll make sure we're all still in contact. <laughs> and I love him for that. That's awesome. So I know for a fact, I, I completely agree with that. Mike and I, we're pretty much spending every day because Mike doesn't train with us every day. Mike trains two to three times a week with us. Um, and if he wasn't in Brantford, I would drive to Oakville and vice versa. We would just play disc golf. Like I, at one point, Mike and I were playing disc golf yes. five to seven times a week. Yeah. <laughs> More than training. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> On the ice talking about disc golf and now since and our partners are looking at us like, what are you guys doing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. Trent, uh, uh, skate camp. No, Skate America in Vegas. Did you go play disc golf? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did after I was done. Yeah. Played I love some, that. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, it's the dedication, I love it. Yeah, you got to keep it up. Got to practice. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got to try it one there's, day. There's uh there's a like that there's the the pros in it are like making crazy amounts of money. Like one guy today just signed a 4-year, four, 4 million dollar contract with a to just throw one company's disc and that's it. Wow. Wow, okay. So this is the new this is just a different version of being good at gaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a si with a quarter million dollar signing bonus paid in Bitcoin. Very forward no. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter million dollar <laughs> signing bonus paid in Bitcoin. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so even okay. Wow. So even that is going with crypto coin. Nice. Yeah. Good. It's wild. It's good. It's good. Adrian's really into that stuff. I I've been into crypto coins for the past six months non-stop watching videos and learning how the it's, whole thing works it scares me because i don't know enough about it yet that's the only thing that like like there's there seems to be so much about it that's like i can't pretty comprehend quick, yeah. it yet no yeah no i know but after the show uh, aids you'll have to send me a dm i want to talk to you okay. <laughs> <laughs> crash course by mike yeah. marinero <laughs> By awesome. Adrian Diaz. <laughs> to, to Michael Marinero. Yeah. Ah, okay. He needs some help. That's what he's asking for. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, before we finish, we're going to do a couple uh, rapid-fire questions, and we also have a uh, Ice Lab podcast book club. Um, so if you guys have a book recommendation for our listeners – uh, let's go Olivia first. Cause you look like you're looking around for a book. Yeah, man. I don't read, I don't read that much. Um, Adrian go first. Okay. Um, one of the only books that I've read in my life, the little prince. What's it about? What is it? Oh, no, I can't. It's not a spoiler. No, no, I can't. It's a beautiful message. It's a beautiful message. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's, uh, it, it's a fic fictional book? Yeah, it's it's about a, a kid analyzing and observing how um, older people think and act and how stupid it seems from him, like from a, from a young kid perspective. Cool. So it has a lot of me metaphor metaphors. Uh, Metaphor, yeah, no. yeah, yep. yep. like um, and a lot of double meaning and a beautiful message. So, yeah, I read it when I was younger. Read it when I was a bit older, but it's it's it doesn't take that long, huh? It's a small book. Cool. I'm not, it's not a Harry Potter or. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
And Olivia? Oh, God, I thought you were going to forget about me. Um, okay, so I've never been a good reader. I've always tried. I, I think I read like three books, but the two of them I didn't actually finish. and I don't really remember the name of. So I don't have a great book recommendation. But to keep things funny and light, the only book I have ever finished, and I do remember the name of, is Fifty Shades of Grey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Solid so embarrassed to say that, but that's the only book I finished and I remember the name of, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm going to go read a book after this. <laughs> Get a nice book for your trip over to uh, Europeans. Yeah, yeah, I promise I will. Okay, let's finish it off with some fun and quick uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, what is your most essential travel item? Okay. No, not a book, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say my Nintendo Switch, but I always take it and never use it. <laughs> I know these are rapid fire questions, but I need a minute. Because <laughs> then you can cut it off. First, th first thing in your carry-on. Without much thought. First thing in your carry-on. Shoes. Shoes. Okay. <laughs> For me, it's uh, this little piece of silk that I carry. It's yeah. like a weird switch that I've had since a kid. It's just I get the comfort of a small piece of silk ever since I was a kid and it's comforting. Always nice. keep that when I travel and go to competition. Good cool. comfort item. Like that. Um, what is your favorite activity to do outside of the arena? <clears throat> Walk my dogs. Watch YouTube videos. If that's an activity. <laughs> that is, yeah. About cryptocurrency? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep yourself updated. Those things go up and down too fast. <laughs> what is your most played song right now? Um, the one I asked you to put the other day, Olivia. Uh, Peppas? That one, yes. That, that one? Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah. What, what is it? It's called Peppas. Pepa from Farruko. I don't know if it's uh, it's been on the radio a lot in here or not. It's, I don't know. From in Spain, I list. I heard it and uh, my sister sent it to me, and I've been playing that song for the past month a lot. It's a good. It's a good fun song. Pepa and Olivia. And my song is not gonna get us. I'm gonna just play into my headphones. Everyone knows it. Oh. Does everybody remember this? Yeah. Nobody remembers this? I, it's yeah, hard I, to hear I, it. We're not hearing oh. it too well. Okay, it's called Not Gonna Get Us, t.a.t.u. I'll send it to you guys. It's an old classic and everybody somehow remembers it. Yeah. And uh, Olivia, I hear you usually are the DJ at the rink uh, at practice? Most of the time, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's between me, Caitlin, and JL. We've got a good, we've got a good circle going around. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a big music listener. That's that's what I do instead of read. Here we go. <laughs> Is there country music on there? Unfortunately, not. Um, I wish I could get into it. I really did try. 
uh, I have been listening to like the Quebec radio station and I do play a couple of like country <laughs> songs, but not really. You're listening in the wrong places to start. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's where the true pit vipers come into place, Olivia. That's where like, like that's where pit vipers were born. True. You have to send me some good country songs and I'll give it another try. But yeah. Cool. Um, who is more likely to be late? <laughs> Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. It's pretty which hard one, to me. <laughs> which one of you give her aids? No, that is pretty hard. I'm usually pretty on, on time in general for everything. So it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Which one of you is the first to get frustrated on the ice? You both said you were fire to begin with, so yeah. I would That's, say yeah. in the past me. Yeah, but uh, we both we, we're both pretty good now. I mm-hmm. can a few years ago I would say Olivia. <laughs> yeah, four years ago I would say me. <laughs> yeah, four years ago Adrian, two years ago me. Now it's like no. we look at each other like, oh, are you getting frustrated? Oh, no, you're not. Nope. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So now it's like if we get frustrated, it's, it's together. That's fair. And then Team we just frustration. About Team frustration. Team frustration. And last question: Who is a better singer? Oh, she's. I mean, I, no. Have you ever heard have, me sing? Have no, you ever heard I'm me telling, sing? No, but you can't be worse than me. I'm telling. Like, that is true. Oh so, yeah, this. No, I do remember we did an not an acting class but we had worked with a theater coach once and we were skating to man's world by seal one year. And she made me sing no man's world by seal and natural woman by Aretha Franklin, two powerhouse singers. And she made me sing natural woman is awful, but Adrian was impressed. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Was this Catherine by any chance? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know. 100%. Who, who, the, who, who would ask to do that? Yeah. Can you sit on his shoulders and sing this song, please? I was like, what? We're trying to figure skate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But she would ask us to like sing our lyrics of our songs on the ice during our program sometimes, uh, which for me, I do lip sing the songs that i like but like singing full out and skiing not easy it's exhausting you gotta breathe exactly (laughs) well guys this has been a lot of fun thank you so much for uh coming on the podcast with us and uh good luck next week at uh europeans we'll be cheering for you thank you you guys kick some butt over there in estonia stay safe and test negative love it <laughs> stay positive test, test negative, negative. Yeah. yeah baby nice <laughs> awesome you. thank you guys so uh ice slabbers get to work in your labs and peace and love and be kind to one another this episode of the ice lab podcast was produced by trent michaud and michael marinero Music produced by Hugo Schwinnard. If you haven't already, share with your friends and leave a review. 
Follow us on Instagram at Ice Lab Podcast for more information and to stay up to date.